What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. The Sharks lost 3-2 to the referees. I don't know. They just did. That's the way it is. I, I just, you just call it like you see it. Refs three, Sharks two. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius. Back with me, as always, is co-host, J.D. The, uh, the Seattle Packers playoff game to my... I don't. I don't really know any more refing. Tim Donahue. I don't really know any like famous refing controversies. Off Are you the talking about the, the fail Mary? Because that wasn't a. Yeah, one was, ref is doing this, and one. That's ref not. It wasn't a playoff this. game. That was a middle regular season game. Ah, whatever. It felt like a playoff game to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was real to me. <laughs> the best picture is when they're holding, sitting on the ground, and one referee's got his arms up. The, the other one's doing one, this, yeah. and it's like, come on, get yeah. it together. Uh yeah, no, um. I'm a big believer that you shouldn't worry about the referees, but Timo Meyer literally got can opener in overtime, and they're like, well, embellishment. And also, he got a penalty earlier in the game when he was lying on the ice getting pounded by two guys. Phrasing. <laughs> and they were like, you also got a roughing penalty for getting punched. I, I just don't understand it. Especially after the parade of penalties that the Sharks got or called against them during that time, too. And it's just like, yeah. It's again like we're, we we try not to be like big ref like no like the refs are part of the game it's a variable like it happens you make it happens and it, it tends and... to to even itself out but tonight was a night where the sharks definitely got screwed by the refs so yeah it was egregious like there if you go to locked on shark Twitter feed somebody tweeted at us actually JD quote tweeted it from locked on sharks the McDonald's stick is literally sorry I'm burping I had a Pepsi I haven't had a Pepsi in weeks oh a gaseous pop soda sorry uh as jd just slams a coke uh if you go if you go to twitter you can see that mcdonough stick is literally in timo's cock coming out the other side and they call embellishment like that's literally a textbook can opener so i don't i don't understand what we're doing here because like it's oh i don't know it's it's the problem is the sharks played really well they did and they got the game snatched out of their neon claws by the stupid refs. So it's like they came away with a point, which is obviously way more points than I thought they'd get out of this game. Uh, but they didn't look bad, and then they didn't get a fair shake at the end to to try to win the game, especially um, when Tampa put the hammer down in the third period. You can try to sneak away too, but it just it was a shitty outcome for the Sharks team that uh, that deserved better, which I can't believe I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know I think. It's the reason why the, the Sharks run this is because of James Reimer. And, you know, the way he played on this road trip is, you know, this is the same James Reimer we saw at the beginning of the season where it was just been, he's been able to cover up any mistakes that the Sharks have had and, you know, made big saves, which is something they haven't gotten in the past couple of years. And that's the reason why they're in the hunt uh, for a potential playoff spot. I know uh, Micah tweeted out and they're what, 11% chance right 11.4%. Okay, <laughs> point four. Sorry, but you know it's 
the reason they're even this close is because of the way James Reimers played this year. And, you know, the reason they took four out of a potential eight points on this road trip is because Reimer, you know, the, he was amazing all like none of the goals you can be like, oh, yeah, that Reimer should have stopped that. Like he was amazing the entire road trip. And, you know, especially with a the team that, you know, didn't have Middleton, didn't have Ferraro for a chunk of it, like, you know, just kind of having to play guys left and right from, you know, guys that probably shouldn't be getting as much ice time as they were, you know, Magna play like had to play a bunch of, you know, uh, minutes this, this weekend. And James Reimer, man, imagine if they just kept him and not re-signed Martin Jones, mm. like six banners. Mm. No, because <laughs> but, no, because art and Joe, like people, I know I'm like just Martin Jones, him. but Martin Jones yeah. was good when they signed him to the extension. Like, like, he got that the revision. The just... revisionist, yeah. The revisionist history is that he was always bad when he clearly wasn't. So no, I know I'm just messing. But uh, yeah, it, it's just it's nice to see because he you know he was a little little up and down kind of that middle chunk you know like in December and stuff. And he was doing yeah, he was injuries. just flat out bad. And then, um, but yeah, it's nice to see Reimer kind of bouncing back and playing well, especially with Hill being out where they need him to to kind of step up. And it'll be nice to see if what happens when. Hill and Reimer are both healthy because Hill was playing really well before oh, well, before he got hurt. So and I wouldn't I think, hold my breath. I wouldn't hold my breath. I mean, Hill was playing well while Reimer was. But like, was how many out, games so. was that? Four. But that's what they've been doing. They've literally just been taking turns playing five but games. That's, in a row. that's the only four game stretch of the season where Hill's been anything close to good, other than the shutout against Calgary. But you know, so right, like, like that's the problem is that like when Hill comes back, they give Reimer time off, but then they lose games. So it's like, uh, I don't well, know. They you kind of just got to. So. Yeah, they also played like three best teams in the league in a, in a row. So, but then you're not uh, having to put as much like Reimer's not having to play every game, and you know. You yeah, but at this point, like, if the Sharks are going to be, if the Sharks are going to hang against Florida or not Florida, uh, Carolina and Washington and Tampa, just run James Reimer into the ground. Who gives a shit? He's like 34. Just burn him out and try to make. If you're trying to make the playoffs, just burn yes. him out. Who cares? Yeah. Fair, right? Fair. Like, like he's not he's not part of the core. He's not part of the future. He's not part of anything. Yeah. So just yeah, burn him out, run him into the ground. And he's playing well right now. And so you might as well yeah. ride ride the magic right now. So yeah, yeah it's that's, weird that's with like, like I've noticed he's one of these kind of players who kind of has this like underground cult fan base where just people like they don't care what team he's on, they just like rooting for him. I've noticed just uh because like I have my little Optimus Rhymer sticker and people like you know, I get messages and stuff like, oh, I loved him from his days and, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's just, it's kind of weird where he just kind of has this like little cult following and it's, it's kind of adorable. So. Yeah. Anyway. He, he was like, he was like weirdly liked in Toronto. Well, it's cause he was, see, this is the thing. If you're too good, Toronto won't like you. Yeah. Or if you're, or if you're European, but like, if you're like a scrappy underdog, they'll love you. Like they don't really like Matt Sundin all that much, but they love like Ty Domi and Wendell Clark and stuff. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Doug Gilmore. Ended up being very skilled, but he was like a scrappy, weird guy, and his nickname was Killer. So like they like that kind of guy. So like they love the the Rhymer story, which is where the thing. And I think he's just kind of coasted off that. But yeah, honestly, like Hill has not been like other than like a couple games here and there. Hill's been pretty trash most of the season. So like just if you're going to try to make the playoffs, just run Rhymer right into the ground and deal with it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or or if you fall out of the playoffs because everybody else is winning, then you can trade him. But I just think run with Reimer just give Reimer all the not all the starts but like a healthy heaping of the starts um as they head out because like you might as well 
Yeah, I mean, well, so like here, the last five games he'll played, so he... No, no, I know he was good for five games, five games but go yeah. back for the previous 17 that he played. Okay. Like, he, pull... he wasn't very good. There's a reason yeah. that Reimer, they've still been splitting time. Like, Reimer, or uh, Hill started the season decently, and then I guess he had that shutout against Calgary or whatever, and then he was really bad. Yeah, he started to turn around, I think. Uh, start of the new year, I think he's... he's He's turned it around. Um, but yeah, um, fair hill up and down. So, yeah. So if, you, if you're like, that's the whole thing here. Like if we're shifting gears into trying to make the playoffs, because obviously the sharks, like the sharks played better on this road trip than I think both of us thought. I yeah. apparently the only person that thinks the sharks are bad on the face of the earth, but uh, if they're going to, if they're going to be better or if they're going to hang in here, then, Play Reimer because they got the Oilers coming up and the Canucks coming up. Those are two games where if you want you're your playoff, be coming like, off a huge break too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. so like if you have playoff dreams, you have to beat Edmonton and you have to beat Vancouver. You can lose the Vegas game, I don't care. And then you have to beat all the crappy teams that you're playing after that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I just yeah. Should we do Bill Bars and then talk about something? Let's do Bill Bars and then talk about something. We can talk about Bill Bars first. One day I'm just going to read the ad copy word for word and it'll be really funny. Just throw everybody for a loop. Um, it's February. So hopefully you're still hitting your New Year's goal, New Year, New Me. Hopefully you're still doing that thing because it's always good to be healthy. And whatever healthy looks like to you is okay. But try to add in a Bilt Bar here and there. You can get rid of those chocolate bars or those candy bars because a lot of Bilt Bars, they taste as good because they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they have a wide variety of flavors. And the flavors don't taste like your traditional protein bar that are kind of chalky or chemically and taste gross. Um, these flavors are really, really good. So you find your favorite. Could be coconut brownie. Could be double chocolate if you're a psycho. Could be peanut butter chocolate. Could be Rocky Road. Could be something they haven't come up with yet. The holidays are coming up. Easter. We're still waiting to see if they have a Peeps flavored. Maybe a mini egg flavored bar. That'd be good. But they have tons and tons of flavors. And you can always get a mix box to see which one you like most. Or you can just buy a box of your favorites. And the good thing, too, is that when you scrap the chocolate bars for a built Bar, you're being a little bit healthier because they're 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Your traditional candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens and dozens of net carbs. So go get some rid of, rid of some of that secret candy stash. Not all of it. Keep some. Everybody, everybody needs some Sour Patch Kids every once in a while. It's okay. Need some popcorn. But then you can backfill with some built Bars. So go to the website, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, just down here if you're watching, and get 50% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. So the Sharks. Um, the treadmill of, of, of medium. I just, yeah. Yeah, at, at this point. They just accepted they, they, their creamy they did. <laughs> I'm not accepting it, but you got to give them credit for beating Washington. I'm not giving them credit for shit in that Florida game. I don't care what anybody says. I uh, still think they played better in the Florida game than the Caps game, but anyway. They gave up, if you give up 50 shots, you're not playing good. I don't really care how many shots you take. You're not playing well. Um, they played well. They hung in there against Carolina. They took them down to the wire, and then they just went to overtime against Tampa. So there's obviously something happening towards a playoff push, and, and they've got to hunt down some teams or, or, or keep some teams staved off. So when you go to the standings here, oops, I had it up. Technology is hard. Um, 
when you go to the the wild card standings, come on. Obviously, Edmonton's right there. Edmonton's right there. Dallas, Calgary, Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg are all kind of the, those teams in the mix. St. Louis is is way ahead in points, but they have forty six games played or now forty seven maybe. They're like four, five, six games up in played against everybody else. So yep. they have to win these next. They have to start winning these games. Like it was good that against the, the, the this little murderer's row of a trip, they came out with. Uh, was four four points. points out of eight. That's good for the teams they're playing. If they were on a yeah. trip against Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, these like know, Pacific Dallas? Division teams that they're going to be playing, that like where every yeah. point, those points matter more than points against Tampa. Yeah, and stuff like and, that and, because... and when you play the best teams in the league, it's fine to like do what they did. It just you yeah. have to start winning games now when you have like Calgary's in the second wildcard spot with forty eight points. Um, and 40 games played. San Jose also has 48 points, but they have 46 games played. So Calgary has six games to make up. Yep. If San Jose goes 500 over the next six games, and Calgary Calgary just needs to win like two games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so- that that huge. Yeah, that's the thing. Was like, like if you look at the point percentage, like the Sharks uh, right now, they are 19th when it comes to like point percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like the teams above them are like. The Ducks and the Oilers, the Kings and the Flames, those are all your right. You know, those are all the teams you got to try to catch, you know, um, going into it. That's it's kind of funny where it's like, um, like Vegas is 13th and the Flames are 14th, the Kings are 15th, the Oilers are 16th, and the Ducks are 17th, and then the Dallas is, is 18th. So it's like they're still there, they're still within reach, but like those Pacific games are really, really important for the Sharks. So yeah, yeah, and they kind of they have to they have to hope for losing skids from LA. Well, so Anaheim, LA, and San Jose are all kind of even in games played. So like San Jose yep. is um five points back of LA and they have the same amount of games played. So that's a little more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, but with your Calgary's and Edmonton and stuff like that, you gotta hope that they go on a little bit of a losing stride so that you can kind of close that gap on the nights you're not playing. But I think the encouraging thing here is when you watch a game like tonight with Tampa at the end of a road trip, San Jose was in this game the whole time. Is it yes. large part due to Reimer being awesome? Sure. But if he's going to continue to be awesome, then we're just going to have to ride that out when we're watching them. Yeah. You know, and, and that's been their kind of key to success is get good goaltending, scrap out enough offense to try to win points. So, and I think, a, a kind of like, kind of shifting gears to the offense. So it's, it's nice to see kind of some of these guys who've been a little quiet recently, like uh, Couture finally scored tonight. That was his first goal in eight games, you know, and like he's had, and during that same time, he's had two assists. So it's night. He classic had Couture. classic Couture. Classic. So hopefully long this long disappearing streak. So hopefully this will kind of get him going. You know, our beloved Rudy. That's his fourth goal in five games, you know, like, so he's come back from his knee injury and has looked the part, you know, we were a little worried about him kind of before that injury and that COVID streak. So, um, you know, and then like Dolan's been, you know, like he's, he's been chipping in and like some of these other guys who've, you know, so it's not just Timo and hurdle having to carry the load. And it's nice to see some of these other guys starting to contribute now. And I think if they can get some more even scoring and they, and James Reimer can continue to, to play out of his mind, that's the path for them to, to make a, a playoff push. Yeah, and it's that that's that plan is only going to work for this season only because yes. you can't rely on unsustainable goaltending vendors and one line to go like team building. That's this is 
the only negative thing I'm going to say this whole podcast. <laughs> this is the thing, and I said this on the YouTube comments, that I don't like. I believe that you should be competitive or bad. Don't stay in the middle because you're not going to, like, the same people that are like, well, they should go for a playoff, and then they finish 17th to the same people that in two years would be like, why don't they have any elite prospects? It's, well, because they didn't do one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but this is this is the thing that worries me always. You push for a playoff spot, and either you get in or you just miss. And you end up deluding yourself into thinking, wow, that team has We're something. But they don't game. because they're building it on the wrong things. They just like are having like you can't build on a goalie going insane. A 35-year-old goalie going. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they're building. And like Brent Burns is father time is caught up. And Eric Carlson's hurt again. And Logan Couture is getting older. You know what I mean? So like yeah. all of these things are masked. If you make the playoffs, you're like, wow, this team has it. But really the 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 core of the tree is rotting. And you just, it's got a nice little shiny bark on the outside. That's the only thing that worries me is that the management then is like, we're close. And then you aren't and you fall back a little bit and you're stuck in this treadmill of nothing. That's the, th that's where I'm worried. Not so much that they're going to make the playoffs or not. If you want to make the playoffs and get curb stomped, go for it. I don't really care. But then A, don't complain in a couple of years when they don't have prospects. And B, don't take that as a, wow, they're really good because we can all see that this core needs some rejiggering. Like it, yeah. it's there. But anyway. If they're going for it this year, then we're along for the ride. And if James Reimer can do the thing, then he can do the thing, I guess. Yes. Kyle, mm. if you wanted to bet on if the Sharks could uh, break those 11% odds and make the playoffs, where would you do that? I think I'm going to, and it's going to be bet online. <laughs> yes. Bet online. So bet online gets you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues as March to the playoffs right to the big game in less than two weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline's got you up to the minute info on prop or sorry, prop on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Tomas Hurdle's epic quote, where he basically uh, reversed over Vander Kane, put the car back in uh, drive, drove over, put it back in reverse again, and then one more time drive, uh, where he said, what, Kyle? I've enjoyed every moment in the locker room this year. The locker room this season is better than before. <laughs> uh. I, yes, guys. I, I, can't, I can't quite put my finger on what's different. But. I, I know. Um Yes, the yeah, like Evander Kane, great hockey player on the ice, does not really good. That's why he scores goals. Yeah, he, he scores, scores goals, goals, but like takes a lot of penalties. Yeah, but I mean, there's something to be said about. I mean, because his team is basically the same as it was last year, and they are. I mean, yes, they have James. They have much better goaltending, but you know, when you're not having to deal with. Uh, bad teammates and stuff, and the people were like, "Oh, they should just suck it up because Evander Kane's good." I don't know, man. <laughs> when you have a bad coworker, it makes life at work really bad. So, um, do you? Th I think we'll probably talk about this more tomorrow. But do you? What do you? Right now, where do you feel about hurdles? Uh, you think he resigns? Yes. Yeah. He's gonna talk uh. himself into the. I, I mean, I think the way they're playing right now, you can say, look at the prospects. You've got Eklund coming. What prospects? 
Eklund, you've, you you think the Bordelos, the Gushins, all these other guys? They're, you know. okay, this is this is the exact thing I'm talking about because everybody. <laughs> well, I'm just talking from Bordelos' perspective. So out of out of Bordelo, Gushin, Weisblatt, who's the other one? Robbins, Co. Robbins, you're lucky if you're going to get one. Yeah. Not four, not three. You're lucky. I almost gave you the finger on the finger. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're you're gonna get one. Like that's just how the hockey works. Like that's what that yeah. this is the problem that I was talking about with the middle again. Eklund is probably gonna work out. You ha- get one more, and then you've got to find other pieces. Like other guys, they, yeah, yeah. they may have just an incredible draft where they do get like two or three or four, but like no, ours, statistically, ours you're gonna get well one. Set. So like yeah, that's the thing I'm talking about. So no, I'm just talking looking from at going, perspective. If he's then he's these not guys. that bright. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll discuss this tomorrow more in our midterm kind of midseason review. But like, I don't know. I just I have a I feel more confident today about him resigning. I'll put it at 75 percent right now. But oh, really? I'm at like 51, 50, just the slate 51, over. 49. Yeah, it goes yeah. back and forth constantly. But he's but. having fun. Okay, it's true. He is the fun guy. Like that's his that's his shtick. Is he's the fun guy? Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. The sharks can get a lot for him. Yeah, it might be be wise even if he wants to stay to just trade trade him. We'll discuss this more tomorrow. Uh, Another thing, Mario Ferraro. What a dude! Comes back full face shield. Plays twenty seven minutes tonight. Uh, Is yeah. Get your Mario Mario Ferraro praise in tomorrow because in the midterm I have a little surprise for you. Oh boy, yes. Oh boy, that's foreboding. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's very ominous. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just you know, like the, the dude, like I, hockey players, man, are a different breed. I don't know. Like I would, yeah, just casually plays a twenty-seven minute game after dental surgery like two days ago. So good for him. <laughs> but helps stabilize the defense too. And, you know, it's good, it's good to see Middleton back as well. So um, he is the superstar of this. Jacob's superstar Middleton. Yes. The only uh, superstar, but yeah. Any other final thoughts for you, Kyle, before we end this? No. Okay. I have nothing. Uh, if you'd like to come on the internet and tell me I'm still too negative, you can do that in many places, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, locked on sharks. Uh, you can, you can do that there. Uh, YouTube seems to be the breeding ground for this. Uh, so locked on sharks, you can subscribe and watch us. Maybe it's because we haven't done the ASMR stuff recently. That's why we got to chill people out. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody said told me to get off the pod. Yes. I founded. I founded the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, locked on sharks. There. Uh, oh, we got an unhinged email. Oh, we oh, yeah God. no we we've been meaning to read the email, so let's do that today. Yeah, I can't find the other. I honestly okay here. Let me let me hold on. Poor Paul. Poor, poor Paul. Here, let me just filter by lockdown tracks. This is probably easier. Um, okay, here we go. So from Steve on January 28th, said, when do we start manifesting Brad Lambert? Anytime. Go nuts. Okay, we then we got it. Yes. <laughs> and from January 26th, <laughs> we got one from Dana. It says, greetings, content brethren, implying that Dana also does content. I don't know. We'll let it slide. It said, hi, it's Dana again. Dana, your name's on the email. I, we know. <laughs> Just reaching out because I wanted to see what your thoughts are on the boogeyman. It kind of says bougie man, which is kind of sweet. Uh, disclaimer, I'm sending this before the Caps game, but I don't think the outcome of one game will determine his future, especially since we all expect to be blown up versus the Caps anyway, and any other result will be a welcome surprise. And it was. 
Bob being let go at any point of the season is not happening, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, long, long discussion about like why should Bob be let go or, or not. Um, also said, thanks for your guys' hard work. And then said, best, Dana. P.S. We all know who he got those fingers, forearm injuries, the same way he got the groin injury. Ask Melinda. Happy wife, happy life. Our kind of content. Dana, Dana, then, Dana then sent a follow-up email that said, bracket, he being Carlson. Sorry, I have a headache and I'm sleep deprived and not literate anymore. Again, bracket. We know who you're talking about. You didn't yep. need to send it again. You're good. Um, Kara Hand sent us a professional website designing, redesigning services. Oh, good. We need to do that. Yes. Paul. Paul oh, from boy. January 24th. Uh, this was a formal one. He must have been at work because it's got all of his signature stuff in it. Can either of you really see Bob Bugner leading the Sharks to a Stanley Cup? I'll wait for your laughter to stop. He's the coach raising the cup over his head after Eklund. How dare you assume that Meyer or <laughs> how dare you assume that Eric Carlos is not going to be on this team <laughs> or the departed husk of uh, Patrick Marlowe is going to be brought out from the Raptors like Mr. Burns when he's frozen at the wedding. His yes. legs break off. No, I think they should go full Mr. Burns where he's got the he's got the head, but then the robot body for Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yes. Okay, there we go. Uh, no way I can't see it. This is clearly not our guy. It's time to get real and move forward with the teardown rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Eklund and his new friends deserve better than Bob. Thoughts? I mean, like, yeah, I'm not a big Bob guy. Uh, Steve, Noah Gregor, bracket urgent. He was sent on January 24th. <laughs> I was going to write a snarky email about how riding a PDO bender in the AHL doesn't make John Leonard the next guy up. But looking at his fancy stats from last year, he probably deserves a shot. On a shitty Sharks team, guy put up a positive expected goals percentage, SCF percentage, I don't know what that is, and was fifth on the team in shots percentage, minimum 200 minutes. If he was putting up more than 0.5 points per game in the HL, he probably would have been called up now. P.S. Kanijanov has been day-to-day for 84 years. P.P.S. Many people, the Frysentation. Oh, yeah. He also asked us if we would accept the Frysentation. I think he actually made one. Oh, nice. So, yes. Um, Now, to the good email. I don't know if you recall yesterday or the day before. We talked about Haggis. Oh, yes. Yesterday, yeah. And we bravely I... said, do we have any listeners in Scotland? You should email us. Joseph took us up on that. Oh, boy. This email is three pages long. Oh, no. It's titled Haggis. <laughs> it says, hello, content boys. I'm reading the whole thing. I am a Sharks fan from, bracket, and currently living in Scotland. I've been a Sharks fan for 13 years, and finally, my specific experiences are vaguely relevant to the San Jose Sharks. (laughs) Haggis facts. (laughs) I'm not joking. I'm literally reading this. One, he screws up and says JD, but he actually means me. Kyle, it's pronounced Haggis, not Hoggis. You got it right the first time. Knowing Scottish people, you will have received a contradictory email saying it's the other way, and I will have made an enemy for life. We truly are a contentious people. Two, haggis is fucking delicious. And if you're going to compare the sharks to haggis, it should be in complimentary way. It's surprisingly versatile too. Haggis pakora is pretty common in Indian restaurants here, for instance. Traditionally, though, it should be served with neeps, bracket, those are mashed turnips, hmm. and tatties, those are mashed potatoes, with a whiskey or peppercorn sauce. Three, vegetarian haggis, haggis is probably better than meat haggis, but there's a lot of people that are too insecure to admit this. Four, 
Pegasus is a special occasion meal because they are a really hard animal to catch. They're small but surprisingly quick. To catch one, you have to chase it to the top of a hill and then chase it around the hill five times before changing direction and scooping the wee guys up. Vegetarian haggis haggai are a lot easier to catch if you only have to run around the hill three times. Attached is a picture of a haggis in its natural habitat. It looks like some sort of skunk with like porn star hair. I've probably got some vaguely sharks-related questions that I'll send at some point, but this seemed a whole lot more important. Big fan of the show, even if I'm po- it is more important. Big fan of the show, even if I'm possibly the only listener in Scotland, bracket, which would be a surprise since I would say in my personal experience, the Sharks are one of the more popular teams in Scotland. Top 10, easily, possibly top five. Because there's like 15 hockey fans in general, probably. Cheers, lads. Joe. P.S. Obviously, the whole thing about hunting the wild haggis is bullshit. But an even more proud tradition of the Scots is being wide, which means cheeky, and bamming folk up, which means messing with, about stuff that happens here. Then, uh, an hour later, an hour and... <laughs> Nine minutes later, he sent a follow-up email. Sorry, lads. Just caught my mistake. It was Kyle that asked about the pronunciation of Haggis, not JD. I can only assume that JD didn't want to make an enemy for life, so stayed out of it altogether. So, Kyle, you are right with your first pronunciation of Haggis. Cheers. Um, Why did he send an email to us and then an hour later decide to follow up? Was he thinking about the email? But anyway. He probably was. He's like, shit. (laughs) This is completely unhinged. I replied from the official email. This is insane. We love it. Dash the boys. Um, yes. I assume you did boys with a Z. This is correct. Oh, <laughs> think this is amateur hours. This is the League of Butches. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that was from Joe. We have one Scottish listener at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was a fun email to read. I was very thoroughly, uh, thoroughly overjoyed this morning when I got that. So congrats to you, Joe. Send a voice note next time. I want to hear scottish accent actually no i don't no no not for me it's um because like, they don't break down our it's just the united kingdom it doesn't break down our uh, well that's because it's not really a country yeah anyway so yeah uh, right. i mean we can all agree that england is the worst of the four so there we go i just got a lot of street cred uh <laughs> or whatever they call it in scotland i don't, I don't know I guess fjord so. letters or something i don't know man <laughs> JD is at my fry hole. Kyle is at Kyle Demetrius. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. Um, make sure you guys go listen to Locked on Bets, uh, Locked on NHL. Every day they've got new stuff. They're going to be doing a bunch of Olympic stuff. So that if, uh, if that toots your horn right there, you can go with, go check that out. Um, they've got We actually have somebody over there um, in Beijing. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Go check out one of the other fine podcasts on the Locked On Network, such as Locked On Chargers. Yeah, sure. Go nuts. (laughs) Bye, friends. Arrivederci.